Welcome to Covenant's Pulpit Ministry. Covenant Evangelical Free Church believes that the Bible is the Word of God and that God's Word is vital for life-transforming Christianity. We trust that you will grow to know the Word of God and more importantly, the God of the Word as you hear this message today. May God bless you as you open your heart to His Word. Men and women, boys and girls, my lawyer subjects, I am King David. My son Solomon, whom God has chosen to build the house of the Lord. You look at him, he's young, he's inexperienced. But the work of building his church is great and huge. But the house of the Lord is not just for the people of God to meet each other. The house of God is for God to meet us. I have done my best. I've given my very best, nothing but my best, to the building of a place of worship for God's people. I've gathered everything that is ready for the building of His church. The gold, the silver, the bronze, the iron, the lumber, the precious stones, the very colored stones, and all kinds of building stones, vast stockpiles. Furthermore, my heart is in this. And I'm ready even to turn over my own personal wealth of gold and silver. 3,000 talents of gold. That's about the weight of 16 to 20 elephants of gold. And they're all from Ophir. The best gold in the entire world. And 7,000 talents of silver. That's about the weight of 36 to 40 elephants of silver as linings to cover the walls of the temple of God and as for silver and gold for the works of the craftsmen but now what about you what about you what about you what about you who among us are ready and willing to give to this exciting and God-honoring adventure of building His church. I heard there's a church in Singapore called Covenant EFC, and they are seriously preparing the people to meet the one and only real King, Jesus. Come, men and women. Come, boys and girls. Join me as we hear what God is saying to them on this day. Good morning, church. Good morning, church. And happy 44th birthday 
What a joy to be able to gather this morning as one church, three centers, here in Woodlands and those at Bukit Panjang and East Center, and to have people across all ages, from the young to the youths and young adults, and even to our grown-up fathers and mothers. And today is our first Sunday after two and a half years of COVID pandemic that we can come and worship and sing without our masks on. What a joy to be in the house of God today. And as your mummies and daddies turn to God's word right now, from 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verses 1 to 5, children, I want you to turn to your activity book given to you as you came in to page number 4. And page 4 is your sermon page. As we come together as one church to hear what God is saying to us because God wants to speak to us. So would you join me right now as we ask the Lord to do just that as we bow in prayer together. Our faithful and eternal God, thank you so much and we praise you for leading Covenant EFC, for blessing and for building your church this past 44 years. We give you thanks. Great is your faithfulness. Your steadfast love endures forever. Speak now, Lord, so that we as your church may be strengthened to gift, not just to serve as we heard last Sunday, but this day to give in the building of your church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Church, you just heard King David sharing his heart with us in how King David as God's appointed and anointed king of Israel was led to build the house of the Lord for the people of God. Likewise, for our church leadership, Pastor KK and I and the senior pastor's office and the church board leadership will believe God is preparing us for the coming of the one and only King Jesus. And as we prepare ourselves for that day, he calls us to build His church, not just by serving as we heard last Sunday, but this morning at our 44th anniversary to build His church by giving to Him in the building of His church. Because it matters to God not just what we give to Him, but how we give. So look up with me, our boys and girls, fathers and mothers, and follow with me as you look up with your eyes and follow with me with your hands. To build His church, we give our best from our hearts to a great God. So let's do this together, all right? One, two, three. To build His church, what must we do? We give our best from our hearts to a great God. All right, we're supposed to say that together. Huh? Okay, the words are there for you. Ready, go. To build His church, we give our best from our hearts to a great God. Let's do that for the last time. Ready? One, two, three. To build His church, we give our best from our hearts to a great God. If you forget everything I say, just remember this one-liner. For both the boys and girls, and for all our mummies and daddies, all right, as we continue to build His church. Let's look at what it means to give our best. All right, what does it mean to give our best in building His church? The Bible tells us here in 1 Chronicles 29, King David says, the work of building His church is great, it's huge, it's enormous. And David says, I've done my best. 
my very best to gather and to get everything that is ready and necessary for the building of His church. Indeed, the building of God's church on earth continues to be a great and huge work. It's so great, it requires our best efforts and also our best resources. And so we give our best to God, not our leftovers. Notice the Bible says here in verse 2 and verse 3, as I read from the English Standard Version, So I provided for the house of my God, so far as I was able as long as I'm alive, as long as God bless me, as long as God enables me, David says, I will give. Verse 3, Moreover, in addition to all that I provided for the holy house, I have a treasure of my own of gold and silver. And because of my devotion to the house of my God, David says, I give it to the house of my God. David was totally committed to give his best and nothing but his very best in building God's house. Security, land, workers, materials, money, plans, and even the team that is needed. David even went to the extent of giving and sacrificing his own treasure of gold and silver. In 1 Chronicles 21, we will read that David even said to the owner of the land, I insist on paying the full price of the land, and I will not take for the Lord what is yours, or sacrifice a burnt offering that costs me nothing. And so with David, giving his best involves giving sacrificially, giving his personal best his complete level best and not giving leftovers to God. This reminds me of the story four years ago when the seed fund journey was launched. A couple after the service came forward and brought me this mango that you see on the PowerPoint. That very week, the couple looked at their garden and they had their first fruits. Their mango tree finally had their first mango. And they brought this mango to Expo Hall and brought to the front and gave it to me and said, Pastor, we want to come and give our literally our first fruits. That's another picture of what it means to give our best. We don't give our leftovers, but we give our first fruits to God. Our sisters and brothers at our Hokkien and Mandarin service gave their very best in their jade and jewelries that they had. I remember the boys and girls in our church. They came and they gave their ang pao money that they sweated as they traveled from homes to home to collect. They even saved their school pocket money and gave it to the Lord. I remember a boy in Bukit Panjang came and he brought his piggy bank to the church. And they came asking, Pastor Tony, do you have a hammer? I said, for what? I said, to break my piggy bank. And we had the privilege of breaking his piggy bank and then we hear the sound of all the coins. Cling! The sound came off. That was the child's best to the Lord. A wedding couple gave their wedding savings for next year. Wedding has their best to the Lord. A family downsized their homes as their best to the Lord. Car owners in our church downsized, downgraded their cars and gave the difference of the sale of the car as their best to the Lord. Now, don't panic, church. 
Not every one of us are called and led by the Lord to do all the above. But the principle is here. The principle is, is here for us that we give, as we seek the Lord, we give our very best to the Lord. And we simply do as the Lord leads us. Secondly, as we give our best, we don't, we don't give our leftovers, but we give our best, however big or small the gift might be. Notice in 1 Chronicles 29, verse 2 and 3, King David gave different kinds of gifts for the building of the house of God. The gold, the silver, the bronze, the iron, the wood, and all kinds of stones, from precious stones to colored stones to building stones. Now, if you are that boy, and your best that you can give to the Lord is $10, for the seed fund, don't say, oh, my $10 is so small, it's nothing to compare to what my daddy can give, $1,000 or $100. Oh, God doesn't need my gift. No, no gift is too small or too big. Boys and girls, if you turn to your activity book this morning to page 16, and there's a story of Spot the Difference, and it's a story of the poor widow. Now notice, try to spot the difference in the two pictures. What did the poor widow give to the Lord in this picture? What is it? Very good. The boy says he gave two coins. Very good. Come and get a prize from me after this. All right. All right, those in East and Bukit Panjang can see Pastor Matt and Pastor Edmund for the prize. Woodlands, go and see Pastor Kai. Two copper coins, that's right. The poor widow gave her very best two small copper coins. And the Lord Jesus said that this widow gave more than anybody else. Why? Because she gave her very best, not left over. Even though the gift was small, but she gave it willingly, sacrificially to the Lord. Now turn again, boys and girls, to page 9 and 11 and 13, and you will see pictures of this in a PowerPoint. And you're supposed to join all the dots. And if you join the dots, you will find these three church buildings. Two of them are our own buildings. One is a rented premise for our East Centre. Now the reason why we could have all these buildings, church buildings in the house of God that we can come and worship God is because many uncles and aunties, many brothers and sisters in Christ, many boys and girls have given their best to the Lord. They have given sacrificially to the building of Bukit Panjang Centre, Woodland Centre here, and even to the rental of Convention Centre in the East for East Centre. The seed fund journey of $40 million was launched four years ago in 2018 at our church 40th anniversary. And the vision was for us to invest for the call of God for Covenant EFC, to build a disciple-making church, to invest for the next generation as we build disciples in our next generation, in our present generation, in Singapore and beyond. On 12 February this year in 2022, 
The Lord led me to my quiet time passage for that week from the lectionary reading, which is the passage that we just turned to today, 1 Chronicles chapter 29. And I shared this with the church board at our Saturday morning dawn prayer. Pastor KK had COVID that Saturday, he wasn't there. But strangely, the following day, the Lord also spoke to Pastor KK. And to cut the long story short, we believed as your senior pastors that God is leading and convicting our hearts to lead Carverly NFC, not just to return to God and to church on-site fully, but also to resume faithfully the seed fund journey that we started four years ago in 2018. As we prepare for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, we look to God to continue to bless covenant with a vision to build His church even in the future East Centre, a place for East Centre. You know, the Lord was so gracious to confirm His leading in our hearts. Five days later, on 17 February this year, Pastor KK received a call and a visit from a Christian brother who is not from our church. But this Christian brother and his wife were present four years ago in 2018 at our church 40th anniversary when they heard us launch the $40 million seed fund. Strangely, as after the church service, the Lord convicted their hearts to give to this seed fund a particular sum, even though they are not from our church. So they decided the amount and they wrote down. A year later, the wife contracted cancer. And the following year, the Lord took his wife home. After the passing of his wife, this Christian brother remembered the commitment that he and his late wife made to God in 2018. That they would give to Covenant EFC Seed Fund a sum of money as their way to contribute to the building of God's church. And then the Lord spoke to this Christian brother. Why only give to me when you die? Why don't you give to me when you are still alive? And so he called Pastor KK and he came. Mr. Pastor KK at our ACK office and he gave to Covenant EFC this check. A sum of $100,000. I think there's something to thank the Lord for. And said, this is my and my late wife's contribution. Our simple best that the Lord laid upon her four years ago to give. And then recently the Lord spoke to my heart, said, why wait till I die then to give? Give while you're still alive. And so that's the gift that they gave to Covenant. And as you can see, as in the next slide, we can see the clear leading of the Lord's hand upon Covenant. And so as a church leadership, we are simply following the leading of the church. That whatever the Lord tells us, we will follow the Lord's leading as He stirs our hearts to continue to give our best in the work of building His church and believing that God will do the rest. And so my question for us is, what is your best this morning? What is your best that you can give to the Lord? You know, for some of us, especially boys and girls, our best could be our time. 
You are still a small boy, a young boy and girl. Don't waste your life. Don't squander the youthfulness of your life. Give the best years of your life to the Lord. And some of you, your best that you can give to the Lord is your time. It's where you are. Perhaps the Lord is calling some of you to give your life full time to the Lord. To serve the Lord with all your might, with all your life that you have. That could be your best. For some of you, your best could be money. Could be your gold, your silver, like what King David did. Or like what the stories I told you. Your best could be all that the Lord is leading you to give. The best of your gifts to the Lord. What is your best that you can give to the Lord? Because that's what it takes to build His church. What does it take? Join me together. We build His church. We give our best from our hearts to a great God. David says we give not only our best sacrificially, but we give from our hearts willingly to the Lord. Notice what David says here in verse 6. He says here, Then the leaders of the father's houses made their freewill offerings. Verse 9, Then the people rejoiced because they had given willingly, for with a whole heart they had offered freely to the Lord. Verse 14, But who am I and what is my people that we should be able thus to offer willingly? Three observations we can make about what it means to give from our hearts willingly. First, they were giving willingly from their hearts, not out of fear or punishment. Oh, none of them were saying, oh, better give if not God will punish us. None of them were saying, oh, better give if not God will not bless us. No. Oh, none of them say, better give if not our church leaders will how us. No. David didn't say, why I so unlucky to be king at this point in time. Why not King Saul that even I had to give up and sacrifice willingly my personal wealth of gold and treasure in DBS Bank, in UOB Bank, in HSBC Bank, in CD Bank, in Standard Charter Bank? Why me, Lord? No, David didn't say that. Because David knew that God doesn't need us to give. Because God holds the entire world in the palm of his hands. But rather, God invites us as his people. He extends that wonderful privilege to us to partner with God in the building of his church by giving both sacrificially and by giving willingly. It is not because we need to give. It's not because we have to give. But it's because we get to give to the building of his church. Now think along with me, boys and girls. It's better than winning an all-expenses paid trip to Disneyland, Florida. It is better than being invited for your mummies and daddies to be invited to Istana to have a personal meal with the president. Or for those of you who are teachers this week, to be invited by your principal to the principal's home for a personal meal with the principal. But here is our almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth, who owns it all and who has it all, is giving us his people, his creation, 
this privilege to serve Him as we seen last Sunday and today to give to Him in the building of His church together. The second observation we made is that when they were giving willingly from their hearts, they experienced great joy. Notice what verse 9 says, Then the people rejoiced because they had given willingly. David the king also rejoiced greatly. Now literally, they were happily giving through the building of the temple of God. They gave cheerfully. Whether in much or in little, whether it's in good times or in bad times. No wonder the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 7, each one must gift as he has decided in his own heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion or under pressure, for God loves a cheerful giver. In fact, the Greek word for cheerful in that verse is the word hilarious. It's where we get the English word hilarious. They were laughing their way as they gave because it's such a joy to give. You know, some people think that joy comes when we get what we want. But in the kingdom of God, joy often comes not when we get, but when we give to God. That's why Christ Jesus said in Acts 20, 35, it is more blessed to give than to receive. I will never forget the story of a covenantal at Bukit Panjang Center. After the church service, when he heard about the seed fund, he came unprepared. He didn't know there was a, a time to give. And so after the service, he went to the nearest ATM machine and started drawing maximum whatever the machine has. Bundles of $50 notes. And when the machine ran out, he had to walk to the next and find the next ATM machine and then draw out $50 notes out. And then he went to other ATM machines. And he began to tie with rubber band and he gave bundles and bundles of the $50 note. And I remember he gave it to Pastor Bunny and said, Pastor Bunny, here is my best from my heart for the building of God's church. The third observation we made is that they were giving willingly from their hearts. Why? Because everything we have in our life belongs to God in the very first place. It says here in verse 9, For with a whole heart they had offered freely to the Lord. Verse 16, All this abundance, all these blessings that we have provided for building you a house for your holy name comes from your hand and it's all your own. Church, what a reminder that we can give willingly because God Himself has freely and sacrificially and willingly given His very best from His heart to us. He gave us not just money, not just blessings, but He gave us His very only begotten Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. That through Jesus Christ, we might receive the gift of eternal life through Christ. And over and above, the Bible tells us God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ in Ephesians 1. And yet often, God gives us over and beyond what we need in life and what we may enjoy here on earth. And so we give because God has first given 
Himself to us. We give because God has provided for us. And therefore, it is a tangible act of our love and our worship to God who deserve our very best. So church, today as we celebrate Covenant's 44th anniversary and birthday, we celebrate His faithfulness, His goodness. And as we do so, let's build His church. Let's give our best from our hearts to a great and giving God who gave Himself first to us. We are not giving just merely to a church building, but to building the church of Jesus Christ. We're not merely called to give to an institution called the church. Some of you may say, oh, pastor, we're giving just to building another church center. No. The Bible tells us the church is not just a place for people to meet each other, but for God to meet us. Now, some of us may think that the pandemic in the past two and a half years has shown you that we do not need a church building. In fact, the opposite is true. If we didn't have a church building in the past two and a half years, we would not be able to provide shelter for some Malaysians who were stuck in Singapore and who couldn't go back to Malaysia. Without this church building in Bukit Panjang and Woodlands, we would not be able to provide provisions and supplies to many migrant workers in the dormitories in Singapore. Without the church building here in Woodlands and Bukit Panjang, we would not be able to hold our, our very migrant Christmas parties for many of the migrant workers from different parts of the world working here in Singapore. In fact, if there's one thing the pandemic has surfaced for the church of Jesus Christ about worship and relationship, is that it makes all the difference when God's people come back fully. No more hiding behind online church, but coming on-site fully, relating physically present together in our worship of God together. The pandemic will come and go, but the Word of God tells us the church of Jesus Christ that we're called to build is here to stay. The church is destined and designed by God to be a tangible witness of God's presence and His glory to the community and to many people. There were three stories from three different centers that tells us why we need to build His church. The first story comes from East. I call this person Unreached. And she came as a pre-believer to our church at East Center when she was going through a personal family crisis. She came as a pre-believer at East and she was welcomed by the covenanters around her. She came back the second Sunday at East and a covenanter introduced her to me and there I had the privilege of meeting her, hear her story and then had the privilege of sharing the gospel with her and that second Sunday at East, this lady gave her lie to Jesus for the first time even though East had no church building, we were renting a premise. There she found the Lord Jesus Christ. Her life was changed. She found a hope in Christ in spite of a family crisis that she was battling with. And she sat her down, assimilated into a CG, and now she's growing as a disciple of Christ who found her hope in no one else 
but in Jesus Christ. The second story is who I call the unconnected. This family were backslidden away from Christ, not just away from church, but away from Christ for many years. And the family came with kids to our church here at Woodland Center. They were MIA for the longest time, missing in action, not just in church, but also in their walk and relationship with God. But thanks to this covenanter who reached out to this family, unconnected family, brought them to Woodland Center in our church, and after a few Sundays, this family found their spiritual home in Covenant EFC in Woodland Center. And they grew as disciples of Christ. And today, this family is actively serving the Lord together. The husband is a cell leader and the wife is serving as disciple makers, DMKs, reaching out and discipling the next generation in our church. The last story comes from the unchurched. It's a Christian couple, but they're not connected or rooted in any church and they've been moving around. And they visited our Bukit Panjang Center. And thankfully, a covenantal reached out to this unchurched couple. They came for a few Sundays in our church, and as they heard the preaching of God's word, they were so nourished and blessed and fed spiritually. And they said, I finally found a home that could feed my spiritual soul. And they assimilated to a CG, a cell group in our church, and they continued to explore serving, and now even giving opportunities in Covenant EFC. Church, at this 44th anniversary, we do not measure the church health by its seating capacity. But in Covenant EFC, we measure our church health by our serving and by our giving capacity. And that giving is for the sake of the gospel of Christ, advancing God's kingdom for the future generation. That's what we give to, not just to a building of a church, but we give to a vision, a vision. We give to the call of God in discipling people, in discipling the next generation, both here in Singapore and beyond. That's what we are called to do. Sit back as we play a video of the stories of some covenanters who have been led by the Lord to give of their best sacrificially and from their hearts willingly over the years in the building of His church here in Covenant EFC. Let's play the video. Building a church building is brick and mortar. Building lives in the next generation for the Kingdom of God has eternal value. An investment made in terms of dollars and cents can never compete with what God wants to do in the lives transformed, you know, in our generation, the next generation, the generations after that. We were then in the BPJ journey, about 400 in the congregation. The BPJ journey was one that was very much needs-based because we had been wandering without a permanent site for quite a number of years. Those were difficult years for us to raise our children in an environment like that. We were young, we were inexperienced, we were diffident in wanting to buy a property. It took us three tries before we were successful in that journey. In and of ourselves, we did not feel like we could meet the financial obligations. 
And so it was a lot of really trusting God to provide and then to just obey as God says. Every time God signposted His presence and His provision to us, no matter how big or small the gift, from the most unexpected, unsolicited sources, it was always a message to tell us that He was with us in that journey. We completed the BPJ journey without ever having drawn on the bank loan that was put in place. And this was right in the middle of the Asian financial crisis in 1998. So the Woodlands journey was very different. It started out one day with Pastor Edmund, then our senior pastor, inviting the church board together um, in the car park of uh, Vista Point. And he said, look over to the vacant land where Woodlands now stands and pray and just listen to what God has to say to you about this. And that day when the board took a secret vote, whether we would buy the land, it was a unanimous yes. But what followed after that really confounded us. Every which way we attempted to get that bank loan was somehow inexplicably blocked. And it was a very real moment of panic for us as a board because we weren't sure whether we heard right. And then of course, by 2007, we entered into the next global financial crisis. <laughs> You see a pattern emerging. <laughs> and we wrestled with our fears a lot of times when we see the pie chart not move. But God provided far more than we ever thought or expected. But more and more we realised in that journey as we progressed that God was tutoring us to see the unseen. And so we completed the Woodlands journey without ever putting in place a bank loan. I look back at the two journeys and really those are track records that God has built. Track records that we can look back upon and recount the goodness and the faithfulness of God in Covenant's journey. It isn't about buildings. It isn't about how much we can invest in terms of dollars and cents. It was really about building the hearts of the people. It was about a God who led us through that faith journey without us knowing the end yet. Well, this year we've been talking about, you know, preparing to meet King Jesus. He's preparing us to meet Him and to recognize Him in the journeys that we walk. 2 Corinthians 5.7 tells us to walk by faith, not by sight. What excites me is that when God calls us to journeys like that, He meets each of us wherever we are in whatever level of faith we have. With the purpose of building us up, with the purpose of maturing us in Him, so that we can begin to see as He sees and do as He says. And that is what I'm looking forward to. So let's together as a church, build His church, as we give our best from our hearts to a great God. Let's pray together. Lord, by faith, empower us as your church to go forth strengthened in the power of your Spirit and rooted in your Word to build your church and to be sent out to the lost to deliver captives and to preach good news in every corner of the earth. And by faith, we will stand as children of your promise, fixing our eyes on you, our soul's reward. Till the race is finished and the work is done, we'll walk by faith 
and not by sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand together as we sing the response song. Let's put our hands together. Let's sing this song. By faith. By faith we see the hand of God. In the light of creation's grand design. In the lives of those who prove His
Let's give God amen, a mighty amen. Let's thank the Lord. Let's thank amen. the Lord. Amen. 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 We'll walk by faith and not by sight. I invite us to take a seat. We're glad you had spent some time listening to God's Word. And we hope that the message has ministered to you. Should you require more assistance, kindly call 6892-6811 or you can visit us at www.cefc.org.sg for more sermon titles. God bless you in your spiritual pilgrimage ahead.